Hi, Grace Hart here and welcome to Beyond Domestic Violence. And today we're talking about, are you actually sad or depressed or angry or alone or bad or wrong? One of the things that happened when I left uh, my domestic violence relationship, I received some counselling quite some years after and I assumed wrongly, (laughs) it wasn't correct, that these feelings that I was having at times, they weren't even mine. And what we spoke about in the session was your body can have a post-traumatic body release or response and it feels real. It feels like it's you because it's, you know, your body's having this um, emotion, these feelings, so it must be yours, it must be real and it must be happening right now. And what I realized is above 90% of my sadness or anger or depression or whatever it was that, I, that you know, we can feel, for me it was a disassociation. I just felt really disconnected, not present. So however it shows up for you, oh, and a wrongness, I felt really always wrong. I felt like a, a walking mistake, Right? So when you get these feelings, like they just sort of come up, all of a sudden I'm sad or I'm feeling nauseous or I'm feeling angry or depressed or, you know, all those things I spoke about. The one thing I'd love you to ask yourself is, is this actually me now? Or is this a traumatic body response? And just get a lightness around it. Does it feel true that it's your body just responding, letting go of a trauma? Now, your body can get triggered in a response for lots of reasons. It could be that it's safe. It's finally worked out it's safe and it can let go. And so all the sadness that you had sort of hidden and suppressed and, you know, shoved into a no-feeling box is starting to come out now. Just like, you know, when you you work and you get your two-weeks holiday and you're like really looking forward to it and you get sick (laughs) and you're like, why? That happens a lot, right? Because your body knew you were on holiday and you could let go of all the stress of being at work. So likewise, when you've received trauma and if you've been in a domestic violence relationship, there's lots of stored trauma in your body, lots of experiences. And when it's safe, you'll find that anger coming out, that fear, that terror, that sense of dread, exhaustion, whatever it is. And we equate it to, God, I've left that relationship and I'm feeling even worse. And sometimes it makes you go back. Please know, it could just be like that scenario of you've worked so hard and now you're on holiday and your body goes, great, we can let go of all the stress that we've been holding on to. And yes, the other reason or one of the other reasons you can have a post-traumatic body response is because one of your disassociated parts has been triggered. So I've given you, I'll stick to the same example. You know, you go in a forest, you step on a stick and you get bitten by, you know, we've got an eastern brown here, that's deadly. And let's say that you got to hospital in time but it was excruciating pain and, you know, in in intensive care it was, and and your reaction, your response, your perceive, what you perceive during that time was traumatic. Because some people can go through all of that and be okay at the other end. 
But if you had a trauma response to it, that you actually felt your life was at risk and, and you freaked out, it will get locked in. Don't go to a forest. Sticks are bad and snakes are not great, right? Snakes can kill you. And then it can be years later. You might be watching television and you see a stick in a forest. That's two out of three. And all of a sudden you're feeling anxious and you're like, what's going on? And you might equate it to a person you're with in the room currently. Or if you were at work, you might equate it to your work. And this is the mistake we make. We conclude that because we're feeling this way, it must be actually true and real that that person's bad or that um, company's not good to work for or whatever it is. And you can get really confused because it's so real and it's now. So if you're willing to ask that question, is this sadness even mine now? Does it belong to something else or someone else? Could it be that it's connected to a disassociated part? And all I can say is, please get, please, please, please get this. Because one of the things that it can do is really create things that are against your very being. If you believe these post-traumatic body responses are real and yours and currently happening now because of your environment, who's in there or what's just happened, you can actually end up creating anti-consciously. Now, what do I mean by that? I had an example of a beautiful being that came into my life. And what I didn't realize is that one of my pedals, disassociated parts, got I got hijacked by it. And it was a part that recognized that I could choose this person for a relationship. And it didn't know whether this person was going to be, you know, abusive, not abusive. All it knew was that I was in the presence of a possibility that I could choose. So it hijacked and it said all the things that I needed to sense and feel to not choose it. I had no idea this was going on. I thought I was being proactive. I thought I was being, yeah, no, I'm not ready yet and I, I could cause them harm and, and he's, you know, he's probably better off with someone prettier anyway and you know, all this sort of stuff that just seemed really logical and true and real. <laughs> and it wasn't. It was a disassociated part and I was hijacked so I wouldn't be able to say yes to this person. Now in this instant, it was completely inaccurate, that part. This person was a delicious possibility that if I said yes to would change not only my world, his world, but their world. And this is what I'm getting at. You can have a protective part, a manager part that thinks it's doing the right thing and you may think it's you and it's not. It's a part. So if you, a, a good signpost is if you're kind of going, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I don't want to hurt them or I just, or this sort of like argy-bargy or confusion or, oh, I don't know. That's a part on a part. You have two pedals. You have two disassociated parts that are doing the bidding for you, that have hijacked. Because when you come from the center of the flower, you would know, nope, this person's not for me, or, oh my gosh, oh wow, look at this. Thank you, universe. What an incredible possibility. And oh my gosh, let's do this, you know? So it just depends on whether you're willing to come from the center of the flower. And I totally get it. 
that if you've got lots of trauma in your life, the chances of you even being in the center of the flower or even knowing what that's like, I had no idea. Until somebody said to me, when you're feeling spacious and joy around you, that's you. Everything else is a lie. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I've just been working that muscle ever since. Because as I said to you before, your, your gut can never be broken. Your gut instincts can never be broken. Your awareness is your awareness. It doesn't need any thinking. And in that moment, that nanosecond, um, using that example of that gentleman, in that nanosecond, there was just beauty, creation, expansion, possibilities, and exuberance, and enthusiasm, and fun. However, as soon as I saw it, what happened was those parts hijacked. I had a protector part and a manager part that hijacked. They went, we don't want to do this. The last time you, you know, connected with someone, in fact, the last two times, not, not your greatest choice. <laughs> so let's just not do that. Let's just, let's just choose what works for us, okay? And of course, when you get spoken to by these parts, because these parts are connected to you, they feel legitimate. They feel like they could even be conscious that they're your friends. They're, they're caring about you. Or it just might feel like you're doing the thinking. So next time you're feeling sad, ask. In fact, if you're able to, get into the center of your flower and just ask, is this sadness mine or is it a petal? And if you're feeling unworthy or depressed or whatever it is, angry, feeling bad or wrong, ask. Come into the center of the flower if you can. And ask, is this actually me? Now, as I said, it could be that your part's been hijacked or you've been hijacked by your part, sorry, because there is something in your immediate environment. So that's why it's really important when you do have that part go, oh, no, pay attention. Because it might be, in, in my instance with that example, it wasn't true. But it could have just have been true. It could have been a person that if I said yes to them, would have ended in violence and horrible control, et cetera, et cetera, right? And the only way to tell the difference between the two is from your knowing, from your awareness. You cannot go on what they're saying. You cannot go on how they're presenting. You cannot go on the energy that they're delivering. Perpetrators are really good at what they do. When they flow love to you, it seems so real. That's why they call it love bombing. And, you know, through this, the research it's just as addictive. That love bombing is just as addictive as, as hard drugs. And that's why it's so hard to leave. So what I would love for you guys is to start to become aware. When you have an emotion come up, a sense come up in your body, a, when you perceive something in your body, a feeling, ask, is from the center of the flower, is this actually me? Or is my body releasing a trauma? Now, if it is that you get it's your body releasing a trauma, fantastic. If you're able to, if you're in a safe environment, take the moment to be aware of that releasing. Now, this is not to make it significant. It's just to sit down and just be aware. Okay, sweet body, I've got you. Let's let this go. 
And you might feel like a bubble of energy just kind of bloop out of you. You might just feel something shift, goosebumps, you know, movement of energies around you, whatever. You might not perceive anything and that's okay. Just be aware that this is a body trauma response from the past that's being released out of your body. You might get like what I call Tourette's. That's what happens to me. I kind of like just sort of flick. And you might find that you just do that generally. That's no different to, you know, like after I've hugged my German shepherd, just that little bit too much. (laughs) She hops off the sofa and shakes. (laughs) She shakes off the trauma of being snuggled way too much, right? So one of the things that um, you can do is just be aware of this and let it out with no significance, no story. And really, for me, it's appreciation and, and a privilege to bear witness to something leaving my body. And everything, every time that's happened, I felt better and lighter. So do not buy the trauma release as a current reality. It's something that's just passing through your body and just let it out. And what's so beautiful is the more you do this, then your body's not going to have to generate and create circumstances and events and people in your life to cause you pain so you can release that trauma that's in your body. Let's, let's come to the place where we can just be aware of it and allow that healing, allow that transmutation of energies so we no longer have to have the blisters before the bliss or the lessons so we can have, you know, awareness it's not true you can release this trauma without suffering and yes sometimes when you release the trauma in the body it can feel a bit intense you know you can have maybe a cry or you might have diarrhea for a bit or whatever it is it's okay it'll never be near the intensity of the actual event in other words you know trigger warning here in other words if you were raped you, when, when the trauma of that rape comes out, you don't have that person raping you. You might have the terror leaving your body, but you're not attached to it. You're just watching it come out. If you make it significant and real, you'll lock it back in. And that's why, please, 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 actually this is a really good thing to really, uh, if I can sort of put big neon signs on what I'm about to say, when you're releasing trauma, not only do you need to not make it significant, please don't be with someone who does. And please don't be touched by anybody. What I mean by that is it's not a time for you to get hugged. And actually, I need to put a little thing on that. If you're with someone that can hold you with no point of view and no, oh, this is so terrible or significance and I am helping you release your trauma, you know, someone that's just truly a space. It's like a nest. So they're not, they're not projecting anything on you. They're not making anything significant. They're truly just being a space for you to rest in, for you to release. And I'm I'm saying that there's not many people that can be that. Generally people when they're holding you, you know, loved ones holding you when you're crying, it can lock it in, even with their best intentions. So please choose. If there's somebody that you're getting to you know, massage a trauma out of you or, you know, um, if you're wanting to see a therapist of some kind to help it out of you, please get somebody who can be totally interesting point of view about it. 
And that's why I loved my counsellor so much. She was never projecting anything. She just let me be me and, and the change happened. I never felt a push energy or an expectation or a projection energy from her. So you need to find somebody. If you, if you feel like you need to have someone as you release it, because sometimes if you've experienced a really traumatic, like a gang rape or you know something just really traumatic, you probably want to go and speak to someone that or find someone professional or someone that you really know can hold that space for you. Um, I wouldn't recommend doing it by yourself. But generally speaking, if it's, you know, just a sadness that's coming out and you just let it out. And also that's a really good point. I, I started to talk about that. But when you get these feelings, if it's safe, if it's safe for you to release, then release it. But if it's not, acknowledge it and say to your body, hey body, I can feel this sadness. I'm, I'm get it's a post-traumatic response. I'm at work at the moment, so it's not possible for me to release you right now. However, I'm with you. And I'm, um, when I say with you, I'm perceiving you. I can sense your energy. I, can, I know it's there. And as soon as we get home and, and you know, uh, I'm safe or whatever, I will we'll come back to this and we'll release. Because your body has awareness. And if you let it know, it's going to relax. And then, of course, if it's being triggered because someone is abusive in your environment then do what you can to get safe. And if it's not an immediate threat to you, then take the time to work out. You know, am I actually choosing to work here if it's an environment that's hostile or be with that friend? Is, it, is that person actually a friend if I'm feeling this way? So my interesting point of view is chances are the majority of, and I would say high 90% percentage, um, is a post-traumatic body response. It's not you. It can either be, it can belong to even a parent or a grandparent. It can be epigenetics. And this is where, you know, if you're willing to look at this, like one of the things, one of my light bulb moments was my dad um, during the war. His, you know, they gathered everyone up and put them into Changi prison. So my dad was, you know, very young, and exposed to, you know, being incarcerated for something that wasn't his fault, and had to, you know, feel like a criminal. And but yet he did nothing wrong. It was war that put him into the prison. And when I was doing my healing, I, I got the awareness of, oh my gosh, I chose a domestic violence relationship and it's exactly the same energetics. I'm in prison, being terrorised and I'm innocent and it's not my fault. And I'm having to deal with police and authorities and court and all of this when it's got nothing to do with me. And when I say nothing to do with me, like the abuse, of course it's a co everything's a co-creation. But I got it was an epi-energetics that was creating all this court stuff and all this, you know, projected, um, you know, one of the things that my intimate partner used to say to me was, you know, I'm a criminal. And it's ridiculous because I'm the most honest person I know. So it's about what's going on here where 
you're creating events, circumstances, situations that make you feel, for example, with me, locked up, you know, um, accused wrongly, um, trapped, terrorised, abused. That's exactly what dad went through in the prison. And when I asked him, you know, he saw a lot of really bad things and when I asked him, what was the worst? You know, was it seeing, again, trigger warning here, um, was it, you know, he talked to me about seeing decapitations and heads on sticks and incredible abuse and sleeping on cement floors and, you know, um, cockroaches and rats all over his body and, and no food, hardly any food. And also no children. I think, I think he was probably one of a handful of kids, if not the only kid. And so when you get... Well, when I asked him that, he said, you know what, all of that was horrible. He said, but the worst thing was not knowing when it was going to end. He said, if they had said 30 years, okay, then I know. And when he said that, I thought that's the same thing. When you leave domestic violence or when you're in domestic violence, when is it ever going to end? This is never going to end. And I got, oh my gosh, the great majority of my creation of this, my part in this, was due to epi-energetics. And so if you can release that, then what will happen is these situations will resolve themselves. They'll realise, oh, you're not a criminal. Oh, you are honest. It will shift and change when you release your trauma. So hopefully that's given you a little bit of um, inspiration to look at and ask is this sadness mine? Does it even belong to me? And if you're willing to release the epigenetics of it, if you if you if you're willing to go to that level of awareness that um, you know this is this is something I'm releasing from my from past generations, or it might be something you created in this lifetime, it doesn't really matter. You don't necessarily have to have the awareness. However, what I really wish you to get is the great majority of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions are usually connected to a disassociated part that's locked in as a trauma response in the body. And if you're willing to be brave and courageous enough to not make it significant, not make it right or wrong, not resist and react to it or defend it or justify it, just ask the question, is this a post-traumatic body response? And if you get yes, release it. And yes, pay attention to what was in your environment that triggered it. Because sometimes, as I said, it can be something so innocent, like where the sun's positioned, you know, or a sound. Like when I hear gravel, I, I instantly feel, about, feel the energy of my car accident. If, uh, the gravel in a certain way, a certain sound. And then it can be something completely different, like a, a possibility of a relationship, and then that part gets triggered. And it has nothing to do necessarily with what's possible with that relationship. So you can see how you're getting all these parts that are driving the car and, you, and you're losing control. They've got control. And so your, 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 I don't want to say job, but like what I'd love you to be aware of is who's driving the car. And as much as you can, work the muscle on what, it, 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 what it's like to be in the centre of the flower. 
you know, maybe set the alarm every couple of, you know, every hour or so. Am I in the, am I in the center of my flower? When you're making a choice, get into the center of the flower consciously. Be that space so you can have access to what's true for you, not being hijacked by your parts. Okay, well, hopefully that's um, given you something to um, be aware of and let me know. Let me know. It was such a shock for me because when I got that information from my counsellor, I was like, okay, and, you know, an emotion would come up and I'd ask and I'd go, oh, my God, it's a body response. Oh, my God, it's a body response. Oh, my God, it's a body response. And there was just this excitement of it's not me. <laughs> it's a, either a memory that's locked in my body or it's, you know, something from a past generation and let's change this. And it's just it just was so exciting for me to to have that awareness. And when you get it's not you. Just this, that in itself is empowering. And then when, when you start to let this go and you start to change the percentage of trauma versus, you know, your body being your, true to your body, in other words, not this stuff that's not yours, not these impelled judgments and thoughts and projections and, you know, expect all of this is locked in your body. And so when you start to shift, 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 transmute, 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 you know, you get to the point where, I mean, I woke up one morning and I was like, what is, what is this? It was just so strange. And I rang up my best friend and I said, what is this? And she says, oh, because she's good with energy. She goes, this feels like joy to me. And I was like, oh, it's the first time I've woken up. And I, ha- I haven't been, you know, um, like an elephant on your head, you know, like all the judgments or it's like the tide had turned. I'd turned the corner where there was more, uh, less trauma and, you know, and more possibilities in my body than trauma. And, um, and then the other thing that happened that's really funny, and I'm sharing this because I'd love you to get the energy of it. I would wake up or, you know, I'd be walking along during the middle of the day or it, it would come at different times. And there would just be this energy of like, oh, my gosh something really good's going to happen. Like I just, you know, that feeling where you just know something's amazing is just going to land and then nothing really would show up except I'd get this energy again and I'd get this energy again. And I was chatting to the same friend and she said, hang on a minute, what if it's not a thing that's coming or, you know, what if that's a conclusion? What if this is just the new energy that's now available for you? And it's such a contrast to the trauma and the working out and the, you know, what if you've just just sort of jumped in a super possibilities and that's the gift and I just burst out laughing. I was like, oh, my God, that's it. Like it's just this energy. When you are in possibilities, there's this energy of like, here, possibilities, lots of things. What, what would you like, you know, and um, what would you like to play with and what would you like to come into your life and it's just this expect when I say expectation not with the heaviness like it's just this awareness of oh my gosh Christmas has arrived you know I've jumped into the supermarket of possibilities or the universal you know um online shopping (laughs) and it was just this amazingness and then I realized oh you can be aware of that energy but you gotta ask (laughs) because <laughs> you can be in a, you can be in a, a the most magnificent universal restaurant, 
where every everything is there for you. You can choose anything. You can have anything. You can have anyone. You can be anything, right? But when you're standing there, you've got to choose. And that was the that was the missing piece for me because I, I just I was just like so excited being here in this new this new place, right? And um, but I didn't think to ask. I didn't. Um, yeah, I just didn't realize that this is a different ball game. Um, when you function from karma and destiny, you know, you believe that life's happening to you, not for you. And then you get to the place where you realize you're a creator and a chooser. And there's this amazing universe that just wants to give to you. So that's the energy that is possible. And if you are feeling sad, bad, angry, depressed, chances are it's a pedal. It's not you. It might be even your father's or mother's or past generations. And if you're willing to look at this and um, and play with these energies, you can actually get to that place where you're not sad. You realize you're not bad. You're not wrong. You're not evil. And you're not depressed. That beautiful center of the flower can never be depressed. It's the petals. And yes, the petals are connected to your flower. So it's important that you integrate and, you know, transmute those stories, that pain, but it's possible and I've done it (laughs) you can do it too, I'm just saying. Oh my goodness, what else is possible, right? And, um, And I totally get that some of you listening are so concreted in your sadness and wrongness. I was there, please know I was there, I get it. And if I can be an invitation and inspiration that another possibility exists... Um, you know, just jump on this energy and allow your life to change with ease. You're beautiful, you're worth it, even if you feel you aren't. And you're brave and courageous, even if you feel you aren't. And you're a gift and a beauty this world so requires. And I hope one day you see that beauty in you. That would be a beautiful day and I wish that day for you. Okay, I'll catch you next week. Take care. Bye.